So let me tell you what he's doing. He's probing your faith. The word prove is dokimazo. It literally means to bring out something that's in you that you don't know that's in you until that circumstance activates it. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you're with us today as we're continuing a message called What's in Your Hand? It's from John chapter 6 and Pastor, uh, it sounds like you're saying there are times in life where God may allow our situations to uh, become difficult, where he may put us in a situation where we don't necessarily know how things are going to play out, where we lose control, because ultimately he's going to use that to activate or grow our faith in some way. Amen. Do I got that right? Man, you nailed it. Okay, okay. (laughs) You didn't get that right. You nailed it. As a matter of fact, I don't even need to comment on it. You (laughs) nailed it so well. You remember the old adage, a Christian is like a tea bag, no good until you put them in hot water? Sure, yeah. That's it. It's like we don't know all the stuff that God has put in that's latent, that's potential. You know, but whenever the calamity comes, when the hot water comes, man, the flavor of the believer begins to come out of us. We respond in ways that surprise even us. Like, did I really respond that way? Because it's so counter culture. It's so counter my usual response. You know, it's like I'm responding in a godly manner. I can't believe it. You know, like times I've bitten my tongue when I want to give a tongue lashing. Yeah. I say, that has to be God bringing something out of me I didn't even know I had. And that's a blessing because it shows, you know, that we have more potential than we even realize. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think very often we claim to follow Jesus. We say we trust Jesus. We you know, say, well, yeah, I, I trust Jesus with my life, with all this and that. But when the hard times come, that's when, in a sense, the rubber hits the road. Yeah. Because the hard times prove yeah. what you said. So if I say, I trust God for my provision. Well, downstairs, I have a freezer full of meat and a refrigerator that's downstairs in the basement Yeah, and a refrigerator upstairs. So I'm not really trusting God when that refrigerator and freezer are empty there you go there you go <laughs> and there's no paycheck coming there's no paycheck then it's like okay now do i really believe now, right. so you know we our producer the lovely amy rios is going through some physical problems i just got over eight days laid out on the bed do we believe he's a healer well how will we ever know that god is a healer if we never get sick yeah that's very true Well, that's what we're looking at in today's broadcast. We're in John 6, so join us there as we continue. What's in your hand? Here is Pastor Ford. See, what's impossible for men is possible. We say, I'm too tired. And God says, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. We say, nobody really loves me. But God says, I do because I gave my only begotten son that whosoever believeth in me should not perish but have eternal life. We say, I can't go on. And God says, my grace is sufficient unto you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. We say, I can't figure it out. God says, you ain't supposed to. Trust in me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways. 
acknowledge me and I will direct your path. We say, it's not worth it. It's not working. And God says, uh-uh. Now, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, those who are the called according to his purpose. We say, I can't do it. What does God say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does all mean? All means all. That's all, all means. We say, I can't forgive myself. And God says, I can, because if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. We say, God, I can't manage my life. And God says, you ain't supposed to. I'm your shepherd. You shall not want. Cast your cares upon me. Yeah, God, God, I'm afraid. Wait a minute. I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. Yeah. Yeah. Fear not, for I am with you. You say, I'm worried, Lord, I'm worried. Cast all your care upon me, because I care for you. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that passeth. Oh, God, I'm not smart enough. You never were told that you were smart enough. But if any man, woman, boy, or girl lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, and upbraideth not. I feel alone. I promise I'd never leave you nor forsake you. And that's it. So let me tell you what he's doing. He's probing your faith. The word prove is dokimazo. It literally means to bring out something that's in you that you don't know that's in you until that circumstance activates it. I told him this morning, I know everybody's tired of me using that Jerry Curl activation story, but, but I, it's the only thing I think of. Somebody email me and text me some, some illustrations about something that activates so I can come off of the Jerry Curl. But you remember it, you had to have the Curl activator. Listen, your trial that you're going through right now is your Curl activator. There's some Jesus in you that hasn't been released yet, but as soon as that trouble gets in, Tribulation worketh patience. <laughs> My brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be complete and entire, lacking nothing. Let me go on and finish it up. I'm going to get you out of here early today. Take my time? Yeah, yeah, number three. So Jesus, the theme is, this text, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to minister to hurting and hungry people by providing their example, by probing their faith. Here's the third one. Here's the third one. Oh, 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 yeah, I didn't do my quote, did I? I, I said, a test should always lead to a testimony. Amen. Thank you, thank you. And, and so what's going on here? Providing what they needed. Now, Jesus is about to provide in uh, verse 8 uh, through 13, he's about to provide. Now, the text tells us there are 5,000 men. Now, all the scholars I looked at, most scholars say if you include the women and children, you're talking about anywhere from 10,000 to 20K. So let's, let's go for the difference. Let's go 15,000. This morning I went 18, but let's go 15. Let's say there's 15,000 people. Philip says, there's a little, I mean, Andrew says, there's a little boy here who has five barley loaves. Barley is the food of the poor and animals. That's what they feed, poor and animals. These fish was not Moby Dick. 
they were sardines. So what does the boy have? Two sardines and five Ritz crackers. That's what he has. So it's probably pickled herring, one theologian said. It's probably pickled herring style, you know, or sardine. Now, walk with me a minute. How much money did the disciples have? 200 denarii. What's a denarii? A day's wage. So they had 200 days of wages. What the boy have? Five rich crackers and two sardines. Here's what I notice. We teachers notice stuff like this. They said they had it, but they didn't give it. They had it. They never offered it. They said, oh, wait, you know, what is that among so many that? But you got a boy who has less than what they have and gives it to Jesus. It's like he made it available to the master. Now little becomes much in the master's hands. What do you have that you're willing to give to Jesus? Because nothing pleases God more than an open hand and a closed mouth. Let me say that again. I like that. Nothing pleases God more than an open hand and a closed mouth. Hmm. He uses his little boy and his happy meal lunch. You know what it teaches me? There's no person too small for God to use. Out of everybody he could have used, Philip, give me that 200 denarii. He could have multiplied that. They could have all went to Dusty's. No, because they didn't give it to him, but the little boy did. God delights in, no, 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 Pastor Ford, why are you making such a big deal? Let me tell you why I'm making such a big deal. Because there are people sitting in here right now who think they're too little. I don't have this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Listen, listen, listen. It wasn't what they didn't have. Jesus used what they did have. He don't care what you don't have. He knows what you don't have because you don't have it because he didn't give it to you. But he want to know, will you use what I gave you? You may not be able to cut an album, but you can sing a solo in the choir. You may not be able to teach a Sunday school class, but you can fix some cars. Are you willing to use what you have? Because I guarantee you, everything we have in here is needed out there. Everything. I told you about our projector, it's back. I told you about it. I know you're tired of hearing about it. I ain't tired of talking about it. $15,000 projector when we first bought it in 2006 when we moved in here. 15 grand just for that projector. When Brother Billy said this thing is going out, I start crying. I know. Who's going to give up 15 grand for a projector? And then Sister Addie came to me and said, I know somebody who can fix it. And, and, and even my, my tech people said, ah, I don't think it's going to work out. I said, okay, well, I'm going to try because I talked to him. He said $700. I said, what'd you say? $700. He had it for two months. Brought it back Tuesday. You looking at it? $700. <laughs> That's it. 
say, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, there's no person too small for God to use, but there are some people who are too big for God to use. Well, we're going to pause right there, but we'll get back to this message, What's in Your Hand, from Pastor Ford in just one moment. If you want to make sure that you don't miss a broadcast, you can always come to the website and sign up to begin podcasting the program. You'll also find links there to the Moody Radio app, and that's another way to listen whenever it fits your schedule. Uh, we'll link you to that when you come to the website, or you can simply go to your favorite app store like the iOS app store or Google Play and search for Moody Radio. And now let's get back to the message. Again, here's Pastor Ford. Yeah, I have to read this. I have to read this. I know you read it before, but I want to read it to you. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I preached a message out of it, and I called uh, the wisdom of the foolishness of God. That's what I called it. Listen to this. He says, for the Jews require a sign. This is verse 22, chapter 1. And the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how there are not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confine the things that are, which are mighty and the base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen and yea things which are not to bring to not things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. I'll never forget it. It was in the old sanctuary. It's 30 years ago. And one of the sisters looked up in the pulpit and she laughed. And I wasn't bashful. I, 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 would, I would do just like I do now, stand up front. But I, I said, I got to see what she laughed about. And so I went to her and I said, what was so funny? Sis, I saw you look up in the pulpit. Will you see something funny up there? She said, well, here's what I laughed about, Pastor, if you must know. I said, I must know. I don't want to know why you laugh. I ain't seen nothing funny up in the pulpit. She said, I looked up in the pulpit and saw that our pastor was an ex-drug pusher that our elder, Elder Major Matthew, was an ex-heroin uh, user, and that our drummer was an ex-gangbanger. And I looked at y'all and I said, boy, God sure must be desperate these days. <laughs> and I said to her, sister, God is not desperate, God is gracious, and the operative word is ex. I'm an ex-drug pusher, and Major is an ex-heroin uh, addict, and, and, and Dino is an ex a gangbanger, that God took us from the dregs of the guttermost and put us on the uttermost. He took the drugs out of my hand and put a Bible in my hand. Uh, God did all of that for me. He transformed me. I'm not the same person that I used to be. Amen. I know we have to have a used to be story or we are who we used to be. But, but, but thank God that he reached down and saw me, uh, uh, somebody from a small family of 10, grew up on welfare, no daddy in the house, no influence, uh, uh, running the streets since I was 11 years old, pushing drugs since I was 15 years old. And God said, that's the one I want to be my preacher because everybody, Lottie Dottie, and everybody will be amazed. Look what God can do. And if God can do it for me, as jacked up and tore up from the floor up as I was, he can do it for anybody. I feel like bragging on God, but I ain't going to tell you. I'm the first in my entire extended family to ever graduate from college. I'm the first in my extended family to ever get a master's degree. I'm the first 
than all of my family to ever get a doctorate degree. First. Now, thank God I'm not the only one now. First. First one in my family to have a marriage that lasts 46 years. And I got 13 uncles. 13 uncles. All of them been married more than once. And so he uses the little boy. Now, I want, I want you to see something. I'm going to put these down. I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to drop them. I'm not going to push them. Here's what happened. Here's what Jesus does. First, there is a systematized order. Mark says, he said, I want you to get them in hundreds and fifties. I want order. Why does God want order? Because he's not the author of confusion. Now, listen to this. Their faith failed, but their obedience didn't. You'll get that on the way home. God said, they didn't know how he was going to do it. They didn't know what he was going to do. Their faith failed, but their obedience did not. <laughs> I didn't want to say it in both services because it wasn't in my notes. But I started talking about the fact that, you know what? I know a whole lot of churches. And, and you know what we're good at? The Bible. But you know what we're poor at? Following leaders. We are poor at following leaders. Because we know as much, you know, some of you say, I know as much as the pastor know. He don't know more about the Bible. Than he may throw out a Greek word every now and then that I don't understand, or maybe a dictionary word for me to look up, but uh, I know as much as the pastor. But I'm the pastor. Anything with no head is dead, and anything with two heads is a freak. And so I've been here 36 years, and you know, if I'm sure that God said it, I'm doing it. I don't care. Now, I give you the freedom uh, to do what God has called you to do, which, which is more than what you get in other places. I guarantee you that. I was just talking to a person who visited our church who said, I've been at a church for 11 years and never had a face-to-face -face with the pastor. I tried to cover and say, well, it's a mega church. Nobody can get to him unless you in the clique. I said, okay, I ain't going there. I ain't going there. All I know is I'm accessible. That's all I know. So don't be talking about I ain't accessible. And don't be trying to say I try to be better than you because I done fought a whole lot of stuff that you tried to do for me, including people carrying my body. And I say to myself, she weighs 110 pounds. I weigh 100 pounds. She carrying my Bible. Now, now, after 36 years, I'm going to acquiesce. You know, with all the things going on, I told you what we're getting ready to do. Getting ready to talk to Shepherd's, uh, uh, Shepherd's Connection, uh, this thing where you got to learn how to protect yourself as a church. And so we need to do that because, uh, it, and all I got to tell you is this. If I'm preaching, you ever see me go, <laughs> don't wonder where I am. Because, you know, we, we, we tease. I, I tease my, my, my white brother pastors. I tease them all the time. I say, man, you know what? In the movies, man, it ain't real. He said, what are you talking about? I said, brothers don't do that. See, 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 our Caucasian brothers, when something happened, it, it's happening down here. What's going on? What's, no, no, no. If I see a brother running, I'm running with the brother. What we running for? I ain't, I, ain't looking, I ain't going back that way. No. You know what we're going to do? Get out. <laughs> Only people who saw the movie know what I'm talking about. Get out. 
But here's what I'm saying. God doesn't work in confusion. What's he going to multiply? Yeah. Why have them? First thing you do, put them in order because God is a God of order. And one of the reasons why we're not further along where we are, because too many of you question too many things about leaders that doesn't have to do with book, chapter, verse. Now, when it has to do with book, chapter, verse, that's all right. We need to be challenged on book, chapter, verse. But when a person is leading you, listen, you ain't all that hot yourself. Everybody has to go through a learning process. Guess what? I believe I'm a good pastor now, not because of anything about me, but what you have taught me over the years. God has used you as a congregation to chisel off the things of Ford that he doesn't like and put the things of the Lord. Because there are many of you I have wanted to slap the taste out your mouth. But God gave the fruit of the Spirit the temperance. And, 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 and when I had to bite my lip and hold my... Now, now see, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. That's my wife. I, I was always like uh, somebody who liked to be the life of the party, but I didn't play. Oh, I didn't play. You did something to me. I got you back. That's one of the hardest things I had to do as a pastor. I had to let folk get away with doing stuff to me. It was like, man, you don't know, you don't know, I ain't always been saved. Boy, I'd have pulled out my pistol, I'd have pistol whooped you if I hadn't shot you. And I'd go home and she, she'd say, now calm down. I'd say, they don't know who they messing with. I ain't always been saved. Ooh, if this had been back in, and she'd say, well, it ain't back there. Let God have his way. And so people are trying to do the best they can before God. Now, I'll go on record as saying, if they're not willing to listen to the people they're trying to lead, they shouldn't be leading the people. I tell you all the time, if you don't know how to follow, you're not fit to lead. Well, that is a good truth, isn't it? For those who are in positions of leadership, maybe something for us to reflect on. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called What's in Your Hand? And you can listen to this again when you come to our website. Simply come to treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, as someone tunes in and listens to Moody Radio, not only are they going to hear this Bible teaching program, but just a wide array or variety of programming that can really be used to encourage and help them grow in their walk with Christ. Oh, yes. And you're going to hear things that are going to build you up in your most precious faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me. Uh, I say it all the time, but, you know, sometimes what we do is uh, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to amass bills we can't pay to police people we don't like and don't care anyway. Hmm. We are going to be held accountable for our stewardship. Isn't it amazing that we can send it ahead uh, by giving to Moody Radio? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's an investment that draws a dividend that has eternal consequences. And I, I mean, when you invest in Moody Radio, you are actually investing in the only two things that last forever, the word of God and the souls of men and women. Well, you can make an investment right now by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the Donate button. We need both the ongoing monthly gifts and the one-time gifts. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. 
Thanks for giving and for listening. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.